The wellness revolution starts now. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. Welcome to our program today. Allow me to share with you our eight-point treatment regimen here at the Hotze Health and Wellness Center, which has been established and designed to enable you to obtain and maintain health and wellness naturally so that you have increased energy level and a strengthened immune system. If you have good energy and you've got a good, strong immune system, you're going to be a healthy individual and you're going to feel well. Our experience has been, as individuals age, they become worn down. They produce lower and lower levels of energy. Their metabolism flags. And we call those low-energy individuals. The whole goal of the program is to get your energy level increased. So you're a high-voltage individual, so you're a live wire again. That's the goal. And we do that by treating, when indicated, for airborne allergies. Those are weed, tree, and grass pollens, dust mite, mold, spore, and animal danders. They're found in the air. And they're seasonal in some cases. The molds are year-round in Houston. Dust mites and animal danders are year-round. But the weed pollens, tree pollens, and grass pollens vary from weed pollens in the, in the fall, uh, tree pollens in the spring, grass pollens late spring, early summer. So these are airborne allergens. And if an individual has a predis- predisposition towards allergy, they will react to these allergens. And when they react to the allergens, their bodies make antibodies, which bind to mast cells in the inner lining of their nose, their sinuses, their throat, even all the way down in the air tubes. And what happens is when when these antibodies bind to mast cells, they cause the mast cells to rupture and spill histamine. That's why people with allergies take antihistamines, because the histamine causes the uh, the blood vessels to expand, the little micro micro vessels to expand and to begin to leak fluid. And that's why people with allergies get drainage and cough and drainage, uh, sinuses, itchy eyes, itchy nose. Uh, they get sinus infections. They, the the uh, congestion sometimes is in the lungs and they get they get cough and, and then they get bronchitis, a secondary infection on top of that. Some people, when their allergies are bad enough, the histamines cause the bronchial tubes to constrict and they get asthma. People with allergies also can have food allergies. And food allergies are are to the common foods. The most common are the big six, wheat, corn, egg, milk, yeast, soybean. They're in all the processed foods. People eat things over and over again. And if they have an allergy, by repetitively eating something, you can begin to make antibodies, and every time you eat that food, you get sick. So there's a way to determine whether or not you have a food allergy to a certain food is to eliminate a food for a period of at least a week and then add that food back in individually alone with that food at either breakfast or lunch or dinner and see if you have any immediate reaction and don't eat the food for the next two days and see if you have any reaction over the next two days. What might that reaction be? It might be you get an itchy nose, might get cough, might get congestion, might get drainage, might get a headache, might get stomach aches. But that's the way we call that a food challenge test to challenge various foods. So we treat for airborne and food allergies in individuals that 
have the symptoms of allergic disorders. By the way, allergies can affect not only uh, the your air tract, your sinuses, and your and uh, your lungs, but they also can affect your gastrointestinal system. So people get uh, indigestion, they get bloating, they get gas, and then it can also affect your skin. So they get eczema, uh, they get psoriasis, they get a host of skin disorders and rashes. And even in some people, it gets so bad if they have an anaphylactic reaction, they break out in whelps all over their skin. So allergies can be debilitating, and about 40% of the people in America have airborne and food allergies. 20% bad enough, really, they should be treated. And remember, when you have allergies, particularly if they're respiratory allergies, the drainage is usually clear, but it's a culture media for bacteria. The next thing you know, you got a sinus infection or you got a bronchial infection, and some doctor throws you on antibiotics. And maybe you're on antibiotics once a year for your sinuses or maybe twice a year. And those antibiotics are meant to kill bad bacteria, and they do, but they will also kill good, healthy bacteria in the gut. And our gut not only has good, healthy, autochthonous commensal bacteria, which we need to help digest our food and, and to produce certain vitamins and minerals for us, those, those uh, bacteria are also in combination with yeast. Yeast is in our, in our colon. And once you kill off the bacteria, the yeast will overgrow. And yeast produces toxins, which depress the immune system, get assimilated in the blood, depress the immune system, make you more susceptible to allergens. You get drainage, you get another infection, you get on antibiotics, and it's this circle of illness we see allergy patients on. Third, so we treat for yeast, and we do that by putting you on a yeast-free eating program. We eliminate, yeast grows on sugar. If you've ever made homemade bread, you know that you have to take the flour, you add water to it, you mix it up, but then you have to get it to rise, and you have to have yeast. So you get a glass of water, and you sprinkle some yeast in there, Fleischmann's yeast, and if you want to activate it, you sprinkle a little sugar, and it goes, it foams up. Well, that's what causes the bread to rise. It's the foaming effect of the of the yeast in the in the flour, which is simply sugar, simple carbohydrates, and it sucks and, and converts the simple carbohydrates, the glucose molecules, to sugar, and it causes the bread to rise. That's what yeast does. Well, if you have yeast in your stomach and you're eating a lot of uh, simple carbohydrates, which are simply bread, which are simply sugar molecules hooked together or, or, have, or have a lot of sugar in your diet, in your various maybe desserts or cookies or cakes, the yeast grows on the sugar and it causes bloating and belching and gas and indigestion. So we have to eliminate those things from, the, from your eating program for a month, put you on nystatin, which kills yeast in the spore form in the colon, and it also kills it in the mycelial form as it embeds itself in the uh, intestinal walls. So it's, we have a, that's the third part of the program is yeast treatment. Fourth, for individuals that have symptoms and signs of hypothyroidism, that's low thyroid. They have low energy. They have, low, they have fatigue and uh, difficulty with weight. They can't think clearly. They get brain fog. Cognitively, they're just not on top of things. Maybe they get depressed moods or they get mood swings. They get joint muscle aches and pains. They don't respond well after a workout. They don't recover very well. They go to bed tired. They wake up tired. They tend to get infections more easily. They got sluggish bowels. Their skin is dry. Their hair is falling out. Now, mine's bald, but that's male pattern baldness. 
In women, we see this commonly. Their hair begins to fall out at a young age and thins out, and they get thin hair, loss of the lateral third of the eyebrows, enlargement of the tongue. You can see the modeling effect on the tongue. If you stick it out, the tongue enlarges. It grows against the teeth, and you get a modeling effect like you would around pie uh, pie shell. You can also have uh, problems with puffiness and uh, edema in the skin and loss of body hair. These are and brittle fingernails and ridged fingernails and even fungus under the nails on the toes. We see that onychomycosis is what's that called. That's fungus under the nails. Onycho is the nails and mycosis is fungus. So you get a nail fungus under your toes. You don't have a good healthy immune system if you're growing fungus under your toenails, my friends. That's a sign that you've got problems with the immune system and allergies can cause this and yeast can cause this. With the problem with the fatigue and all uh, that I talked about and the difficulty with weight and the cold sensitivity in the the, uh, brain fog, these are signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism, the enlarged tongue, the loss of the lateral third of the eyebrows, the puffiness and the paleness, sluggish bowels. All these are classical features of hypothyroidism. And when you're the thyroid gland, of course, produces thyroid hormones. Those are produced by the gland in the neck, and they're excreted into, secreted into the blood. And in the blood, they don't do anything. They have to enter the cells where they activate the mitochondria, the power plants in the cells to produce electricity or electrical energy, which drives all the biochemical reactions. That's why thyroid hormones are important. Unfortunately, our, our body makes only T4, the, uh, primarily 94% from the thyroid gland, and that's the inactive thyroid hormone. It has four iodine molecules attached to it. The active thyroid hormone is T3, which the gland only makes 6%, but the T4 has to enter the cells, and within the cells, those cells have an enzyme called deiodinase, which remove, cleave off one of the iodine atoms off the thyroid hormone. Now you have the active thyroid hormone T3. One thing that poisons that enzyme, though, is fluoride. Fluoride will poison the deiodinase enzyme, so you get T4 into the cell, and the cell does not operate well with T4. It's, it doesn't catalyze the energy production like T3, the active thyroid hormone, does. And fluoride also competes with iodine. Iodine is part of the thyroid molecule. You have to have either three or three or four iodine molecules to have a thyroid hormone. And uh, fluoride will compete because it's a halogen, it competes with the iodine. You, you can make thyroid hormones with fluoride attached to it. Fluoride also poisons the enzyme in the cell called deiodinase to prevent it from cleaving off one of the iodine uh, molecules on the inactive ty- thyroid hormone T4 to convert it to T3. So I recommend getting rid of fluoride in your water. Use reverse osmosis and don't use it in your toothpaste. Fluoride is a poison. Go to the MSDS material safety and data sheet of the United States government and type in fluoride. It'll tell you it's poison. Why in the world would we put it in our toothpaste or in our water? On the side of a, go go look at your toothpaste when you get, get home and look on the side. There's a warning box and it says, if you ingest any more than you put on your toothbrush and if um, you swallow it, Contact poison control or contact your doctor immediately. The reason is, is fluoride is a toxin. If you get non-fluorinated toothpaste like Sprite, which we carry here at Physician's Preference uh, Vitamin Store, you get Sprite has no fluoride in it. 
and there's no warning label on it. Why would we put something in our mouth that if we swallowed excess amounts of it, that it would cause us to have to go to the poison control? That doesn't make sense. It makes about as much sense as putting mercury fillings in your teeth, amalgam fillings, which are full of mercury. And mercury is highly toxic, one of the most toxic substances known to man. It just doesn't make sense. So when it doesn't make sense, there's always a profit mode. There's a dollar, there's a there's a money trail somewhere. That's a whole nother discussion. So anyway, we do treat with thyroid. If you have the symptoms of hypothyroidism, we are going to give you a therapeutic trial of thyroid hormone. Start, start small doses, no matter what your blood test says. 95% of the blood tests for thyroid always fall within the normal range. They don't even measure primarily the thyroid hormone. They look at the thyroid-stimulating hormone, which is made by the pituitary gland in the brain. It measures, the pituitary gland measures thyroid in the blood. When the thyroid levels go low, the thyroid-stimulating hormone goes high. The thyroid, the pituitary glands like a jockey, and the thyroid glands like a horse in the and the, and the thyroid-stimulating hormone is like a whip. It whips that horse, telling it to make more thyroid hormone. So uh, <clears throat> the way the, the uh, lab companies determine what's normal, they look at the average of the thyroid hormone. They look at the average test over the last thousands of people, over the last several days. They keep monitoring this, and they get a mean or an average. And then they take two standard deviations from the average, and they say that's the normal range. That encompasses 95% of the people. It's as wide as the Grand Canyon, as tall as the Empire State Building. So you could have good optimal thyroid at one time in your life, and now it's dropped 50, 60%, still down in the range. Doctor says, well, it's a low range, but not low enough to be treated. Well, you want your thyroid hormone to be in the optimal range. So we will always give our guests who have clinical symptoms of low thyroid, we will give them a therapeutic trial. We also, a trial of thyroid. We also check for antibodies to the thyroid gland. And if you have antibodies to the thyroid gland, they bind up the thyroid hormone and don't allow it to be assimilated. This is called autoimmune thyroiditis. Women also can make antibodies to the thyroid gland from the liver when they have imbalance in their female hormones, and that would be estrogen. So we use natural desiccated thyroid. It's derived from pork gland, and it's been used safely for, she, 100 and probably uh, nearly 150 years in medicine, and it's been used safely. We do not use the synthetic Synthroid or the levothyroxine because it's the inactive thyroid hormone T4. It'll raise your blood level up if you had an abnormal TSH and drop the TSH, but it's got to get into the cells. And We've had literally thousands of patients say, I've been on Synthroid and I just don't feel any better. I still have the symptoms of thyroid, but my doctor says everything's okay. And it's not. Well, the reason is, is they're not taking the proper thyroid that works best. In our experience, desiccated thyroid has. And by the way, the maker of Synthroid, the synthetic thyroid, is Pfizer. You know who Pfizer is? Yeah, well, there's, they make the synthetic uh, thyroid preparation, which we do not use. And we, we use our natural desiccated thyroid. Hormones. Fourth thing... Um, uh, fifth thing we treat for is sex hormone decline and imbalance. And women, as women mature and march through their menstrual life after they have children, their their hormones can become imbalanced. You have two primary groups of hormones in ladies, uh, 
sex hormones. You have the estrogen hormones and the progesterone hormone. The estrogen hormones, estriol, estradiol, and estrone are made starting after the period ends. You, your ovaries begin to make estrogen hormones, which proliferate the inner lining of the womb. Progesterone occurs after you ovulate. In the ovary, that area of the ovary called the corpus luteum makes progesterone. And progesterone matures the inner lining of the womb, waiting for pregnancy. If there's no pregnancy, uh, the hormone production is stopped. You slough the inner lining of the womb, have a period, and you go on to the next month. As you march through your menstrual life, the hormones become imbalanced. They begin to decline. Progesterone declines faster than estrogen does, and oftentimes when you get into your 40s, you have anovulatory cycles. You don't even ovulate or make progesterone. All you have is this dominating influence of estrogen, and that can lead to what irregular periods, breakthrough bleeding, heavier cycles, and premenstrual symptoms of headaches and migraines, breast tenderness, mood swings, depression, panic attacks. All these things can occur when the hormones become imbalanced, when you have estrogen dominance. So we want to balance that out with progesterone, and we do that day 15 through 28 of the menstrual cycle. And then as you get towards premenopause and you're starting to have hot flashes, we can add a little bit of estrogen, and we carry you right through the change of life without any problems. So, um, so by the way, I, I want to mention, too, that the estrogen dominance, besides causing the breakthrough in irregular bleeding, for which many women go and get a hysterectomy, it also causes the growth of fibroid tumors for which women get hysterectomy. So if you begin to have problems with an imbalance and uh, irregular bleeding and premenstrual symptoms, I don't care if you're 20 or 25, 30, 40, whatever, begin, come in and get you started on a dose of progesterone so we can balance out your hormones so you don't run into the problems of uh, breakthrough bleeding and uh, menorrhagia, heavy, heavy bleeding and fibroids and all those things that are associated with the premenstrual symptoms. So that progesterone can be a godsend, as can thyroid. When you, ha when you have estrogen dominance, that causes the body to produce high levels of antibodies to the thyroid hormones. Those are thyroid-binding hormones. And, um, and so that can adversely affect your body's ability to assimilate thyroid hormones into the cells. In males, we use testosterone. Testosterone declines as men age. Men go through andropause. You want to keep your hormone levels where they were in your 20s. I'm 72 now. Where do I want my hormone levels? On the average between a 70 and 80-year-old or between a 20 and 30-year-old. And the way they read the lab values, the lab prints out lab values depending upon your age. So if you're in 20 to 30, you have a range of here, 20 to 30, then 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 80. So I could be down here in the normal range. Well, everything's normal. You're in the normal range for what? For a 70, 80-year-old man. Well, my gosh, I don't want my testosterone to be where I was uh, like all the other 70 and 80-year-old man who basically is in the gutter. I want my testosterone level to be where it was in my 20s. And I've been on testosterone since I was 46. And, the, and what testosterone does is it affects initiative, assertiveness, sense of well-being, self-confidence, moods, goal orientation, drive, directiveness, decisiveness, analytical ability, muscle tone, muscle mass, cardiovascular function, and your romantic moods and inclinations and abilities. It's a godsend. I like to say it puts a tiger back in your tank, man. And it also helps you assimilate thyroid hormones into your cells and convert them to the active thyroid hormone T3, which increases your metabolism. 
Then we also uh, treat for adrenal fatigue. People with allergies or chronic pain or chronic stress often uh, wear out their adrenal glands. They become fatigued. Cortisol is a natural hormone produced by the adrenal gland. Sometimes we can produce too much of it if we get under a lot of stress, but over time, the adrenal glands become fatigued and we produce lower levels of cortisol, particularly if you have chronic allergies and asthma and all that. And a tincture of uh, or a small amount of cortisol can help support the adrenal gland. It can be very, very helpful. So we treat adrenal fatigue. We also use vitamin and minerals to help you detoxify your body and to help your body run effectively. And we've got a whole, you know, we, we can give you a whole course on the vitamins, but we recommend vitamin A, a good B complex, high doses of vitamin C, high doses of vitamin D, five to 10,000 international units a day, zinc, and a whole host of other vitamins and minerals. Magnesium is another one that's very important. Selenium is important for your thyroid gland. These are important. And here at the Health and Wellness Center, you well, you could just call up Physician's Preference uh, Vitamin Store, and they could help you get on a good regimen. We have an immune pack. We've got a power pack. We have several good productions uh, or products that we have produced uh, that are proprietary. In fact, we have a sleep formula that's wonderful and it's natural. Uh, and so I'd highly recommend that. And there are other products that we have that will help you improve your health overall, your cognitive ability, your healthy immune system, your digestion, your breathing. These are all very important. Vitamins and minerals are important in our American food and the processed food is full of chemicals, pesticides, uh, plasticizers, which poison our system. You've got to detoxify and you've got to eat healthy. If it's in a bag box or can, just get rid of it. Eat healthy, eat as organic as you possibly can. And try to get grain-fed beef if you can. Don't get it where it's been to the store and been pumped full of antibiotics and, and hormones. So, and then um, we also recommend a good healthy eating program. And that comes along with the yeast-free eating program uh, where we really recommend a keto-friendly eating program where you cut out your carbs as much as possible, simple carbs, because they convert to sugar and sugar causes inflammation. And finally, we recommend an exercise program. And what I recommend you do is get out and walk a mile or two every day. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to go to the gym all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you simply get out and spend 15 to 20 minutes a day walking, uh, walking, briskly, or you jump rope, or you swim, or you simply bicycle. Those are non-stressful on the on the uh, joints, and I highly recommend that. That's our. Th this is our eight-point treatment regimen. If you want to get on a path of health and wellness nationally, and you want to take charge of your health, don't hesitate to give us a call here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center, and we'll be glad to uh, partner with you and, and get you feeling healthy, full of energy, and full of enthusiasm again. At Physicians Preference Pharmacy, we understand that the quality of your compounded medications directly affects the way you feel, which is why we believe that your pharmacy should specialize in compounding medications while also delivering extraordinary hospitality and guest service. We believe that both patients and prescribers should accept nothing less than consistency and quality from their compounding pharmacy. This is why we've implemented some of the strictest quality standards in compounding, exceeding standard requirements, achieving PCAB accreditation, which is the Pharmacy Compounding Accreditation Board, an organization that sets the highest standards in compounding pharmacy regarding the safety, cleanliness, and quality of your compounded prescriptions. 
Because of our commitment to complete health and wellness, we are dedicated to making your medications free of lactose, parabens, artificial sweeteners, and any unnecessary dyes, binders, or fillers present in many other medications, offering you the cleanest products possible. Information provided on this program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this program is at the listener's discretion.